indeed. Thank you, Pete. Um, yeah, well, I was honored to be asked by Pete to share a little bit uh, this morning about what God has been at work at in my life. And he said, just take a few moments and kind of reflect, and you'll get a few minutes to share. And um, it's always an honor to ha be kind of have that time to reflect and think about how God has been working. And um, there were so many things I felt like I could share, but given that I had a kind of short time frame, it seemed like it would be most appropriate to focus on an event in my life that somewhat uniquely piques people's interest. Um, I'm sure that it's already obvious as I stand here before you, this physical specimen that I am, <laughs> that I'm a professional athlete. Let's take a look. You can see it's obvious now. Um, <laughs> Woo! That's right, Dave. Thank you. Um, but while that's technically still true, uh, it's clearly perhaps a better term to call myself a former professional athlete. Um, and in many ways, it really is just a completely former life to me at this point. Um, these days, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I play about maybe twice a year. So I myself could forget that my golf career ever even happened. Um, and every now and then, it will literally just hit me out of nowhere in the middle of the day that I once won the US Open. <laughs> Sometimes it, it yeah, it, you know, it, like even saying it right now, I was like, what, was that me, was that me? Um, and sometimes it will hit other people out of nowhere, too. Like I said, I, I, I don't play very much anymore, and so uh, the stay-at-home moms that I hang out with, it's not like it really comes up just naturally in conversation. Uh, and so I've had the experience of having friends know me for weeks and months and uh, actually even years before they'll know this part about me. Um, and there's usually like a little bit of wide eyes at that point, like, what? You? Like, <laughs> I got to Google that, you know? Um, but it was actually here at Family Fest, kind of side note here, that I had my only ever experience of someone just not believing it. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, Shay Houston. <laughs> but the night that we first met, we'd been invited to Family Fest by the Diedrichs family. And uh, we were seated with them and, 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 the, and, the, <laughs> and the Houstons. I can do this now because they're good, they're good friends. Um, but we were seated together, and Dave, you know, being the good host that he was, having, uh, you know, invited us to Family Fest, he's trying to connect his table mates, and so he says to Shay, you know, thinking this will be interesting to him, he says, you know, Hillary, Hillary is a professional golfer, and, and Shay's like, you can see his immediate assumption is like, okay, Dave's pulling a fast one on me here. Um, so he, so Shay turns to my, my husband, Tyler, and he says, oh, I suppose you were her caddy. <laughs> which is actually true. <laughs> so we kind of chuckle, and, and Dave's like laughing even more now at this point. And he, but he's insisting to Shay. He's like, no, dude, like she won the US Open. And, and poor Shay. I mean, he's like, he's just met me. And, and you can just see his eyes. He's like looking at me, and he's, he's like trying to, he's very, he's very graciously, you know, trying not to offend me on, on the off chance that this is true. But, but he's not going to be a sucker to Dave's shenanigans here either, you know? So he starts kind of saying, oh, well, you know, what course was it at? Yeah, okay, well, you know, what, what did you shoot? And then he's like, who got second? Just really fast, trying to catch me, you know, thinking he can catch me in the act of just making something up completely here. And finally Dave's like, dude, get out your phone and look it up, okay? I'm just, we're done with this here. But no, this is, this is a great memory for me, though. But I, and it was such a fun night. But 
in, in all honesty, I, I totally, I cannot blame Shay one bit for not believing it. I mean, my, my life now, as others see it, it, it bears very little evidence of the fact of a hugely significant event. And while that's true on the outside, and I might not be playing golf anymore, the reality is that winning the U.S. Open is something that just absolutely changed me forever spiritually. There's a ton of context that I could give outlining what my life was like leading into that week that I won, but for the sake of time and to boil it all down, I would just say um, I didn't know what I was doing and I did not know where I was headed. Um, I was 23 years old. I was very, very newly married here to Tyler, um, and I was a relatively new Christian as well. I had accepted Christ in college, so I was uh, fresh into the faith. And I had also taken up golf, actually, at a relatively late age of 13. Um, and so I had a ton of rapid, exciting improvement that had earned me a college scholarship. But whether I should pursue or could pursue or should pursue golf uh, beyond college was pretty unclear. Um, and now I found myself, though, I was playing professionally on the LPGA Tour, but to say my future in the sport was unknown was the best way you could describe it. I'd had a few glimpses of success, and I was hopeful that maybe I could kind of hang around out there and, and play for a little while. Um, but I had never had a top 10 in my entire career. In fact, actually, interestingly, I never had a top 10 again in my entire career outside of the week I won. So this clearly was a unique story that God was authoring for me that week. Um, I was certainly never in contention to actually win an event at any point in my career. And in fact, that year that I won in 2003, um, it was my second year on tour and I was playing absolutely terribly. Uh, so when I qualified to play in my sport's biggest event that summer, I was just absolutely thrilled that I was going to have the opportunity to play in it. As I said, Tyler and I were newlyweds and he had uh, the summer off for business school. So he was going to caddy for me that summer, and that was going to be fun to kind of travel together. And I was headed to Pumpkin Ridge in Portland, Oregon, uh, to play the U.S. Open that July. And interestingly, um, as God would have it, when I had been 17 years old a few years earlier and as an amateur, I had qualified to play in the U.S. Open, kind of had a miraculous uh, qualifying round and had earned a spot in the U.S. Open as a 17-year-old. So this was going to be fun. I was going to go back to the same place I had played the U.S. Open my first time. I had been an amateur before, and now I was going to go back as a professional. And I was somewhat certain, at least hopeful, to say <laughs> that I could improve upon my, my past performance when I had missed the cut by a dozen shots. Um, but beyond that, my expectations were very, very minimal. Um, if I could have picked you know, what I would want to have, have happen that week, I would have made the cut. Um, and I should say to make the cut, if you're not familiar with golf, basically like halfway through the tournament, they cut the field in half, and only the top half gets to keep playing. And only that half gets paid, so you want to be in that, <laughs> you definitely want to be in that half. So, yeah, I wanted to make the cut. Um, and if I could really, like, kind of milk all I wanted out of it, I'd say, okay, if I could somehow have made enough money that week, just to bump up enough on the money list that I could play in the British Open that summer. That, I thought, well, that would be, that would be great. That would be a great experience to go over there and play. Um, and then I guess if you had said, okay, well, let's really dream. Like, let's dream big this week. What would happen? Um, if I could have somehow gotten that first top 10 of my career, like, okay, I mean, if I could get a top 10, like, just play out of my mind. Um, and then I'd be exempt into the U.S. Open the next year. I'd have an automatic spot. I wouldn't have to try to qualify again. And um, that was like, oh yeah, that would be fantastic if that could somehow happen. Um, 
the thought that I would win the tournament never crossed my mind. I mean, I, like people would say, oh really? Like you didn't, well, that was, this was like completely unrealistic. I'd never had a top 10 in my career. So to, to dream that I would have a top 10 in the US Open, that was dreaming big. You know, I was giving myself a, some dreams there that were at least somewhat realistic. Um, but the week exceeded my wildest of imaginations. Um, and when I say that, it's important to note that um, God didn't just like suddenly give me a supernatural golf ability that I didn't have before that made me capable of winning that week. Um, I definitely played well. I can think of weeks that I played better and, you know, just finished in the middle of the pack. But in reality, what I did that week is I just did what I had always done. But in God's providence, I found myself doing something that I had never done before. I was just playing the game that I always play, the same kind of game. But it was like the course was made for me that week. When I do something wrong, it would still turn out right. I feel like God orchestrated the circumstances so that he could show me what he can do through us when we're just faithful with the little things that we do every day. When as I got into contention, um, miraculously, I wasn't really concerned with the outcome. Um, I wasn't really trying to win the tournament the way I would have thought I would. I think it's because I knew I couldn't. <laughs> so I was able to rest from self-effort, and I just walked step by step, shot by shot with God. And I look back and I see that that was really what the gift of the week was. Tyler and I would both say that we had God's peace with us that week, and it passed all understanding. And I think his presence accompanied us both in a way that I don't think I have ever experienced again, and I don't know if I ever will experience it again. But it's important, again, to note that when I say that God's presence was with us and it was so comforting, it wasn't comforting in that, like, it was an assurance that I was going to win. There was, there was no sense of knowing that in, in any capacity. Didn't even know if I would come close to winning. There was no safety net and assurance of my success in any way. God was with us, and that we were very much aware of that, but probably the thing we were the next most aware of is like, I could really screw this up. Very clear. What was comforting about having God's presence with us was that it outshone anything else that was going on. Whether I was going to win the tournament or come in second or shoot 90 and make an embarrassment of myself on national television was like, what does that matter? It's totally inconsequential to us. We were able to enjoy the beauty of the experience without worrying about the outcome. And I look back now and I see that not just as the best way to play a golf tournament, but really as the way that God wants us to live. When people ask me about winning the US Open, I sometimes say, I didn't win the US Open. I just hit the shots that ended up leading to a win. And it sounds like it's a little bit of a language nuance, but really to me those are totally, two completely different things. I'd go up to a shot, and I'd, I'd hit the shot as best as I could, and I'd go find my ball wherever it was, and I'd look at that shot, and I'd hit that shot as best as I could. And when things were looking good, I didn't let my mind jump to all the good things that I thought could and would follow from that. And when things were looking bad, I didn't let my mind jump to all of the thoughts of 
defeat and embarrassment and regret and failure that really were seeming imminent. I never gave up, and I never looked beyond the task that was right in front of me. Instead of focusing on what I could not do, which was to win the U.S. Open, I was faithful with what I knew that I could do, which was to just hit that shot that was in front of me, wherever that was going to lead to. I wasn't paralyzed by my own lack of strength to task the situation that I was faced with. Instead, my weakness opened me up to God's power, and I did something that I know I should never have been able to do. My biggest takeaway from the tournament um, was the moment of the actual win, like that moment that I realized I won, I just won. Um, there was a lot of drama in the tournament and um, a lot of back and forth, and uh, I had a putt to win the tournament um, on the 72nd hole, the last day, and I had come up just a little bit short, and so now here we were on Monday in an 18-hole playoff. And uh, again, it came down to the last shot on the 90th hole. My playing uh, competitor, Angela Stanford, had just rolled in like a 35-foot breaking putt from off the fringe for birdie on the 90th hole. And I now had a 15-foot putt to roll it in on top of her and beat her and win the U.S. Open. Um, and I hit the putt. I remember a little bit about that. <laughs> but what I really remember is that when I saw the ball just, like, drop, once I realized, like, it, it went in, um, the first thing when my eyes went down to see it go in the cup, that when my eyes started to come up, there's this huge U.S. Open seal on the grandstand that was right behind where the cup was. And it was like in that moment was the only time I really realized, like, this is the U.S. Open. <laughs> you know, this is not the Minnesota State High School Championship. Like, like I, I, it's like it just hit me for the first time what had just happened. And um, I tell people, it sounds kind of cheesy, but I tell people my entire life of golf literally flashed before my eyes in that moment. Um, and I saw so many things. I mean, I can pick out so many things I saw literally in like the, just a flash. Um, I saw myself first learning how to play by caddying for my dad, just because I wanted, you know, 20 bucks on the weekend in the summer. I saw how when I decided to play, he gave me a driver that was just really heavy and it totally messed up my swing and truly it like ruined my chances to ever have any swing speed. I fought against that for the rest of my career, but you know what it did? It, it taught me how to swing really slow and smooth and hit the ball really straight, which was perfect for a U.S. Open. I saw myself literally uh, in the middle of the fairway at a tournament in high school with my teammate. She had, she had driven the ball perfectly in the middle of the fairway in this alternate shot event, and I just dead shanked a four iron into the woods. And she looked at me like, like what was that? <laughs> like, where did that come from? You know? And I, I relived that moment for, for a flash. I saw myself slaving on the Stanford range in college late at night and the shadows were coming down on the putting green because I was going to make a hundred four-foot putts in a row before I'd let myself leave and go have dinner. I saw myself smiling and hoisting up a junior trophy, some little tournament that I had won and I was just feeling such joy and satisfaction and confidence. But then I also saw myself in the locker room on the tour the year before and I was just crying in a heap. I was so embarrassed to be called a professional golfer the way that I had played that day, and I couldn't believe that people had paid money and come out and watch someone like me. I also saw things that were like, to me, they seemed completely irrelevant, like 
Why is that in here, God? What, what does that have to do with anything? But God showed me that it mattered. He showed me in a twinkling of an eye how he had brought together every single one of those things and so much more, and he had woven it together to make this exact moment possible. I realized that he had been writing a story for me all along, and I hadn't seen it, but now I could look back and I could see it so clearly. I say that it was like a peek behind the curtain, that God had taken seeming chaos to me, and he had brought it together in his masterful hand. And I now know without a doubt that he uses the good, the bad, the exciting, the disappointing, the mundane, and all of the seemingly unrelated little things, and he makes incredible stories in our lives with them, and nothing is ever wasted. I do see the U.S. Open win as a gift that God let me experience, and I think he gave it to me so that I could catch that little glimpse, and it would spur me on to tr for me to be able to trust him with the rest of my life. Every time now that I'm tempted to doubt him, I remember what he showed me, and it helps me to press on when I'm feeling discouraged, when I don't want to make a sacrifice, and even when I'm feeling bored. Instead of self-evaluating constantly and searching for significance along the way in everything I do, I'm content to be faithful with really small things, and I'll let God put them together into something that I'll only later see. What does this really mean for my life right now? I just told you, I mean, I played golf twice a year, so how am I, how am I really seeing God at work in what I've learned here? Well, it means that, really, I see absolutely no significance in making a peanut butter sandwich for my daughter's lunch or emptying the dishwasher for the 14th time this week, but I'm faithful, and I'll press on, and I'll do it. And although I may face questions, I pretty much face questions constantly about why we have our daughters in a Chinese immersion school when, admittedly, we have no reason why we're doing this <laughs> other than God, we felt, led us to. We're trusting that God's going to author a story with that that we're later going to see. When my first few pregnancies end in miscarriage, and I wonder, maybe I'm never going to be a mother. I surrender my hopes into his hands, and I just wait and I see. And when I get a phone call that my sister has a tumor, and it turns out to be cancer, I'm overwhelmed that this is not a situation that I can task. I can't conquer cancer. But I fall on my knees and I say, God, will you just walk us through this step by step? Even though I have no idea where it's going to lead. Little things, too. When I realize I skipped the morning devotional with my kids and I kind of get this feeling of guilt like, oh, Oh, but what good does it even do anyway? My kids are distracted and they're eating Pop-Tarts. I'm going to sit down and try to read like a two-minute thing and think that this matters at all, right? I'm just going to skip it. <laughs> but I persevere. I sit down. I remember because God showed me he does really big things with even our littlest of efforts that we think don't matter. And when I forget for three weeks, actually probably much more like three months in a row, to change the scripture verse that's on our kitchen chalkboard, I don't fret thinking my kid's spiritual journey is now messed up forever because of what I forgot to do. My shortcomings do not matter. I'm like the little boy who offered up his lunch to feed the 5,000 willingly, saying, 
I don't know what these five loaves and these two fish could really do, but God, you're going to take all I can bring and you're going to multiply it so I don't have to fret about providing everything myself. When I felt drawn to the opportunity to become a stylist that sells accessories, I could have analyzed it and I could have found it completely lacking in significance and so dismissed it. But I took a moment and I prayed, days and prayed, and, I, and God reminded me, I can use anything for my glory and your good, even golf tournaments and jewelry parties. So all the big life events and the big decisions and also the small ones, they've kind of lost their power and their weight over me. I've realized that it's not all up to me and the choices that I make, and I've realized that God is going to be faithful regardless, and I can give him the burden of putting it all together in my life. I'm not worried about whether at the current moment it seems like I'm winning or I'm losing. And since I'm not worried about the outcome, I get to just enjoy playing the game. Of course, I'm studying and I'm praying and I'm seeking God's will, but I don't get so caught up in trying to see it at every little turn to confirm that the path that I'm on is headed somewhere special. Most of the time, I feel disoriented and lost, but I just hit that shot that's in front of me, and I move forward, and I trust that eventually God's going to have me arrive at a destination that I never would have dreamed of. Let me be clear when I say that. I do not expect to win another U.S. Open. I don't expect any kind of moment in my life that is going to happen that is going to somehow summarize everything that had come before it or that's going to vindicate all of the sacrifice and disappointments that led into it. I know that I might see glimpses on this side of heaven of what God is weaving together, but most of the time what I'm going to see are those messy strings hanging down from his hands. But I'm hoping and I'm resting in knowing that someday he is going to show me that there's a tapestry for my life and he's, I'm going to be able to see it in its beautiful entirety. And having that glimpse of that through the U.S. Open, it now it motivates me to press on towards that day no matter what I see now. Earlier I said that winning the U.S. Open is something that changed me uh, forever spiritually more than anything else. And like I said, it's true. I, I no longer even, I don't have the trophy. Tyler's probably pretty sad that most of the money's been spent. <laughs> Some of the specific shots that I hit are, are like, they're fuzzy now. Things are kind of run together. But the experience made an absolutely indelible mark on my heart that I will carry with me forever. And when I'm tempted now to doubt God, it's like I can't. I, I just, it was so strong, I, I can't turn my back on him. I remember how he surprised me with the story that he played out on a stage of golf. And so I'm willing to let him be the one to author the story of my life as well. What he showed me is that he is exceedingly good. And he is abundantly, immeasurably more than anything we would ever be asking or imagining. So I'm not going to worry now when my mind can't comprehend his plans and what he's up to. I still see winning the U.S. Open as a special gift that God gave to me. It was a, an absolutely undeserved delight that I never, ever would have expected. But the good news is that none of us need to win a golf tournament to receive the real gift. And that's what it was, was that week, was the presence of God. And that's something that he offers to each one of us just freely. It's there. 
And as we get to know him more and more and grow in closeness to him, we're going to realize just how full he is, and he has more and more to give to us. And that's when we start to realize that we're experiencing the real life that our matchless creator has been writing for each and every one of us. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to kind of uh, reflect and relive uh, that, that moment in my life that, uh, oh, tears streaming down my husband's face. <laughs> he's, the, he's the crier. I don't usually cry, but... Um, it was a blessing to be able to relive it, and um, sometimes people think I don't want to talk about it. I, I, like I said, I don't, it doesn't really come up in conversation, but um, if, you, if someone has a question, sometimes people think they're bugging me if they have questions about it. So if you see me this week and you want to know more, you need more of the golf nitty-gritty, <laughs> feel, feel free to ask me about it because uh, it is a blessing for me to reflect on it. So thank you for listening to me today. <laughs>